Hello, everyone. This is Amy Zirkel, and you're listening to Transaction Trending, the official podcast of ETA. Thanks for tuning in. It is a challenging time for us all. As the Trade Association for the Payments Industry, ETA has been a hub in recent weeks for our members to come together and support each other, as well as the payments ecosystem as a whole. So on this episode, we're joined by a special guest, Jody Kelly, the CEO of ETA. Jody joined me to discuss what we've seen happening across our industry. She also shared a preview of what payments professionals can expect at Transact, our upcoming virtual networking event happening May 11th to the 15th. And if you haven't registered yet, please make sure to secure your spot by visiting www.etatransact.com. So let's take a listen to our conversation. Well, it's a really exciting edition of Transaction Trending today because our guest is none other than Jody Kelly, the CEO of ETA. Jody, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank um, you, Amy. Well, it, it is fair to say that since the COVID-19 crisis began, um, we at ETA have really been um, you know, firing on all cylinders and in high gear talking to a wide variety of member companies really trying to get at and understand uh, and, and really analyze how our industry is responding to the crisis. So um, from where you sit, if you could share with our listeners the trends that um, we're seeing for our industry overall. Uh, yeah, so, so what we're seeing um, across the board, we are seeing people struggle, both individuals who are struggling uh, with their health and financially, and our hearts obviously go out to everyone who is dealing with this crisis today. Um, and that financial struggle is unsurprising because what we see is really the economy is struggling. Small businesses are doing everything they can just to survive. In a recent study we conducted with TSG, fully 40% of small businesses said they were closed uh, either temporarily or for some permanently. But amidst that, we're also seeing the payments industry do what it does best. It's innovating and quickly and effectively deploying technology to help those American businesses. Um, and of course, every day, our, our industry is keeping commerce moving. The payments infrastructure is safe and sound and it's functioning well. And that has been a real bright spot um, in this difficult time. So we're seeing challenge and uncertainty but we're also seeing grit and resilience and optimism. No, I think it's I think it's an absolutely spot on spot on assessment. And 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 as you note, so many of our members are are really leveraging technology in ways that 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 maybe they really haven't done so. And so I wonder if you could share for our listeners a little bit more about some of the some of the digital trends that we are. Um, that we're witnessing across across our members. Absolutely. I mean, so as we all know, because, because we're living it every day, um, COVID-19 has changed the way we live. Um, it's changed the way we engage with others. It's also changed the way we engage in commerce. And the effects will last long after the pandemic has subsided. Although I think it's fair to say at this point, it's not entirely clear how that will play out. That said, we are seeing some trends emerge that I think will be lasting. Um, first of all, the shift away from cash has accelerated. 
you know, as people are very conscious of what they touch and hold and handle, um, people are moving away from cash um, and moving instead towards uh, other secure payment methods like credit and debit. And not only are they shifting to credit and debit, more and more they're doing so using tap to pay technology. So using cards or digital wallets that allow them to pay at terminals, but again, without touching anything other than their own card or their own phone. As consumers get used to that um, and enjoy the benefits of contactless, um, both the ease and the security, we think that this is gonna be a trend that will continue and accelerate and we'll see increased contactless growth in the US. And I'll say a recent MasterCard study supports that. It found a 50% increase in the use of contactless payments by American consumers. And in the survey that we did that I referenced earlier, small businesses who are still in business saw a 27% increase in contactless use. So again, a big upswing there uh, and a trend that I think will continue. Relatedly, um, we're seeing e-commerce uh, take off and we think that method of payment or that method of engaging in commerce will also continue. You know, in a world where you know, stores, retail stores are closed, people are increasingly order online and either having it delivered or picking up at the curb. Uh, a recent uh, data released by Adobe Analytics showed a 25% jump in e-commerce in a matter of days in March. Um, and, and we're seeing a, a great increase in buy online and pick up in store as well. So again, a, a related trend and one that we think will continue. And finally, I would just mention, and Amy, you're an expert, so this is, this is a subject you know well, but risk underwriting and data security has obviously also come into increased focus. When there is a crisis, unfortunately, uh, fraudsters take that as an opportunity, and we're seeing that here as well. Our report with TSG showed 20% of SMBs saw an uptick in fraud and in chargebacks. So the, the ability of our industry to provide uh, ways of payment that are safe and secure and that protect consumers from fraud will be also um, an ongoing trend that we will see, something that our industry has always done and done well. Um, but we'll continue to focus on, and we'll see, I think, an acceleration in innovation in that space as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite stunning when you sort of step back and look at, at all that's going on and what, what, um, what's really driving this industry to, to sort of step up and really lead and, and, and be helpful, um, not just to consumers, to, but to their customers, to the merchant customers and, and the like. Um, so, so as we sit at ETA, um, Jody, I'd love to hear what you think our role should be, um, particularly as, as, as this unique trade association for a truly, truly unique industry. Yeah, so at this moment, um, you know, our role is to lead. You know, we are out in front, we are driving hard, we are providing what our members need in new ways that meet this moment. And so what, what do I mean by that? So, so we are an advocate. We're an advocate for our industry and for our members' customers as well. We're actively engaged on the legislative and regulatory front to ensure that our industry's perspective is heard as legislation and regulation is crafted. And importantly, we're helping ensure that our industry participates in the solution, which is where they want to be. Our members are lenders in the Paycheck Protection Program, for example, and they're also able to deliver stimulus funds to consumers. 
So in addition to being an advocate, we are a facilitator for industry-wide solutions. Now more than ever, we are the place that the payments industry convenes to address those issues, like the ones we've been talking about that are moving so quickly. Um, so, so those issues that need attention, we are the place that the industry convenes to address them. And we're a resource. We are a place where, where our members and others come for information, for insights, for up-to-date data. So, so we are the hub um, of all of those things for our members. And it's particularly critical that we play that role now. Oh, absolutely. And, and I guess another area where we're really seeking to be um, a, a leader uh, is really kind of jumping in with both feet in the, in the virtual event space um, as, you know, as we as a society are collectively wrapping our, our, uh, our head around our current, our current new normal. So we've got a pretty important event coming up uh, next week called Transact Connect. And there's a, a lot of exciting, uh, exciting work associated with Transact Connect. Can you share a little bit about how, how this event came to be? Absolutely. So, so as you'll recall, it was mid-March um, when things moved very quickly. Um, and, and so many of us went from uh, being physically in the office to, to working entirely remotely. Uh, and it became clear, again, very quickly, that the kind of, of event uh, that Transact historically has been, uh, with so many people pulled together uh, physically, just wasn't possible uh, in this environment, in, certainly in April. Uh, but it also became clear to us very quickly, as we took a step back and looked at it, that so much of what people take from Transact what was really, really um, continued to be important right now. So the ability uh, to, to connect with peers, the ability to learn about new innovation, the ability to make those business connections that allow commerce to continue and to thrive, particularly in this environment, the ability to learn the education that folks got from Transact, you know, all of that remained critical. And so we quickly made the judgment that we were going to do our best to replace this in-person experience uh, with a virtual experience, but in a way that delivered as much as possible through that virtual platform as we could. So a virtual event for so many folks, um, I, you know, is hard to get a, a, a real visual presence around. Can you um, share a little bit around what does a virtual event look like? For our listeners. Yeah, so it is, um, it's going to be really exciting um, and really interesting. So at, at this virtual event, uh, we will have a virtual show floor. So there will be um, exhibitors at the show floor. You can visit those virtual exhibit booths. They'll be manned. We have technology that will allow you to chat with our exhibitors at the booths. Um, you'll be able to see the products. And in fact, we'll have virtual demos where you can come and see the products that are being offered. And again, engage with the various vendors who are offering them and learn more about it. We're going to have networking. So there's AI-powered networking through our GRIP app um, so that people will be able to make connections. So not only to connect with existing partners, but also to make new business connections. Uh, we're going to have great content. We'll have the same four tracks that we uh, that had planned for Transact. So selling in an evolving marketplace, risk, fraud, and security, payments facilitator, and payments past, present, and future. 
And the content will be tailored to what's happening now. So the environment that we are in now, the business issues we're facing now, within those tracks are gonna be addressed. And they're gonna be addressed by great speakers and great leaders. Um, So in terms of keynotes, we have MasterCard, Visa, American Express, Fiserv, Wells Fargo, PaySafe, and McKinsey, all participating in keynotes. We have members of our board and other industry leaders, CardFlight, ControlScan, Cardex, AGG, RPY Innovations, and Infinicept um, in panels. It's going to be a great great event with a lot of terrific content. Um, And again, we're going to be examining current issues and asking questions like, you know, how can we as an industry consistently help merchants emerge on the other side of this pandemic? How do we look forward and, and identify solutions, uh, whether it's through any of the things we've talked about, e-commerce, remote, contactless payments, security, you know, what solutions can we as an industry bring to bear and deploy across all merchants that will be uh, key to the economic revival that we're all, um, we're all excited to see and be a part of. So it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be really interesting. We really hope to see tons and tons of people there. Um, If you visit www.etatransact.com, you can register. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. I I agree. I think we've we've got some wonderful content. We've got amazing speakers and really an opportunity, as you know, for ETA to continue its presence and the vital role as as sort of the hub for this this truly significant and and transformational industry. Um, So Jody, I hope you will indulge me as all our guests have in the past uh, into uh, a little closing that we really have come uh, as a pretty standard part of our transaction trending podcast. But these are really three quick questions that allow our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, and so I hope you will, you will kindly, uh, kindly participate. So with that, what was your first job? Okay, my very first job. Um, uh, my very first job uh, was, was not in payments, um, but, uh, but was in the, in the food and beverage and entertainment industries. I worked at a place called Fun Factory Pizza, <laughs> um, and it was a pizza place that, uh, that did kids parties. And, and one of the things they did was they had various characters that would come out. So um, Yogi Bear and Snaggletooth. And I was actually <laughs> one of those characters. So that oh was my, my first job. Oh my God, you were like a mascot person. Sorry. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, it's, it seems like a, like a, like a generic kind of Chuck E. Cheese thing. <laughs> it is, it is something like that. Yeah, it, it was, um, it was quite an experience. Oh my goodness. Um, all right. Well, we talked at the start of, uh, at the start of our interview about, about cash and the reduction of, of, of the reliance or use of cash, especially, um, um, in this current environment, but as you know, we in the payments industry and we at ETA are all about the use uh, of electronic uh, payment tools. But if I may ask, what was the last thing you bought with cash? So the last thing, I cannot think of the last thing I bought with cash. I can tell you the last time I think I used cash, which was um, in February, which was the last trip I took. Um, it was to tip, to leave a tip at the, at the hotel that we were staying at. 
And I remember thinking even then before any of this happened, because I had to go find cash because <laughs> I didn't have any. Um, and I remember thinking even then um, how, how much cash, I, how much less cash I was using mm-hmm. um, and thinking about how that impacted um, you know, workers who rely on tips and frequently cash for a living. Uh, and I don't think I've handled cash since then, honestly. So wow. February to leave a tip. Wow. Um, and finally, uh, best piece of advice you've ever received. It can be personal. It can be professional. It are those, those gems, those jewels, those nuggets um, that, you know, when you're at a point of decision-making in your life, you, you think back and you always remember that, that gem of advice, um, something you can share with our listeners. Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you something that comes to mind. So early on in my career, I had a mentor, so this was when I was at a law firm, who, who left um, to take a role that felt very um, kind of off the beaten path and, and very out of character for him. Um, and, and as he was leaving, he and I were sitting down over coffee talking about it. And he said to me, look, I want you to know I'm doing this not because it makes sense, you know, not because, you know, to the outside world looking in, anybody thinks this is the most sensible next step, but because I think it's going to be a lot of fun and I think I'll love it. And he said, I think you should always do when you're deciding like what to do with your career, like do what you think is going to be a lot of fun that you'll love. Because if you do that, you're going to be really great at it. And then you're going to succeed at it. um, And you're going to love it even more. Um, And I have actually always followed that advice. And my career is not a straight line either, kind of not a typical trajectory. If you kind of see where I started and where I ended up, but like every time I've moved, I've, uh, in my career, I've stopped to think like, do I think this will be the most fun? And the thing I I think I'll love the most. Um, And if the answer is yes, I've always done it. And that has always served me well. Well, that's, that's a wonderful, wonderful piece of advice. Um, And, and, so, so true, I think. Um, so with that, Jody Kelly, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you here with us on Transaction Trending. Um, and, and I hope our listeners will all register for Transact Connect. And um, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Amy. Thanks. Our thanks again to Jody for joining us on this podcast. We hope to see you at Transact Connect happening next week, May 11th to the 15th. It is a virtual event designed to take the place of those critically important in-person meetings that have powered our industry. With registration rates starting at $75 for small businesses, Transact Connect is an affordable way to reap the benefits of an in-person transact through your web browser from the comfort of your home. Please register at www.etatransact.com. We've got a lot more great episodes coming soon. Do make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And for ETA, I'm Amy Zirkel. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Transaction Trending, a podcast powered by the Electronic Transactions Association. ETA is the leading trade association for the payments industry, representing over 500 payments technology companies worldwide. This episode was produced by Laura Hubbard and Patrick Nolan. It was recorded, edited, and mixed by Patrick Nolan. 
For more information on the Electronic Transactions Association, visit electran.org.